A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And this is the Dark Seeker. That's right. (laughs) I am sitting now inside Gore HQ. And sitting across the table directly from me is the Dark Seeker. She is here live in person in Los Angeles to go to Bachelor live on stage tonight. I'm pumped. I'm so excited for you to be in Gore HQ. What is it like? (laughs) What is it like? You've been here a hundred (laughs) times. But she wants to know. Yeah. She wants to know my perception. Okay, sure. I walked in here. And first of all, for those of you who have not been to chad's house which you know few of you in the audience (laughs) i walked in architecture beautiful so many squirrels i literally when i first sat down the first hour i was here anytime i was not looking at the computer or chad 
I would see a new squirrel, like <laughs> either a drawing, a statue. It's 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 something else. I, I love shakers, it. Yes, yeah, coasters. Now, this may seem like I'm an insane squirrel person, which I am, but none of these squirrels were purchased by me. These were all gifts given to me by friends, relatives, acquaintances, whoever, that knew that I liked squirrels or that squirrels were in some way an important part of my life. So they chose to give me these items. These are not my choices. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I believe you. You're saying never in your life you have purchased anything that has a squirrel on it, ever. No. Have you ever made an AI make squirrel stuff for you? Yes. Didn't you do that last night? Yes. I told you that in confidence. Of course I make squirrel art. I mean, that's no secret. My bad. But I'm just saying I've never bought a piece of squirrel paraphernalia. These are all just given to me. But at any rate, thank you for being here, Dark Seeker. Thank you for joining us of in course. our fair city of Los Angeles. I like that you spread them like Easter eggs and it's not just like one squirrel corner, a shrine. That's what I love too. It, it gives it, it's like, which one will I yeah. find next? There was a moment here where I looked and I didn't find a new one and I kind of panicked a little bit. I was like, I need to find a new one. I did. Just for those of you who are hanging on your seat, I did. So, well, but I, I like that. Yes, it's fun. It's like a puzzle. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you all for joining us for this Twibbon. Um, little update to my, my Coachella a uh, field report. I did get COVID from Coachella. Apologies for my content voice vibe, <laughs> etc. Your voice sounds amazing. What are you talking about? Thank you. Thank you. And that also forced us to put off, not put off, to interject some things into Girl Girls Summer. It's all Girl Girls Summer, though, but we will have the next Gore Girl Summer interview in two weeks. And that one is going to be an excellent one. A, a true icon of the game. I hope you all enjoyed the Q&A with Clues and Dark Seeker, which was our Tuesday episode while I played my IFI of COVID. I love the q and I will never forget as long as I live the question, the F. Mary Kill question about uh, who you tastes wind. like restaurant depends on who you wind up being or so genuine so real so thank you everyone for sending in your your questions that was my favorite question too <laughs> I, I was genius brilliant question I don't know who sent it in but absolutely fantastic can't thank everyone enough for that and of course everybody should start keeping an eye out for a brand new gore logo we're going to be unveiling it very soon we've seen it tittering here and there it might be making its debut appearance tonight at bachelor live on stage with a few t-shirts that dark seeker and i will be wearing and we'll be putting those out very soon in the next couple of weeks and we're giving out stickers tonight yes and speaking of bachelor live on stage this week we are going to do a state of the gore game talking exclusively about what we are expecting from tonight this is game, game of roses, roses. State of the game. So, I bought these tickets, I believe, the day they went on sale or the day after, yep. maybe a long time ago. I got three tickets. Classic fan. Classic fan, that's right. 
I'm steeped in the lifestyle of our beloved game, as you know. But <laughs> I wanted us all three to be able to go. And of course, Pace Case has contracted a global pandemic. So we're sad that she won't be going. But someone else... I'm very sad. ...has taken her ticket. Someone very interesting. And we will be divulging that information later. But it should be an interesting <laughs> night, to say the least. But I'm excited to see this because, you know, we've... We've heard stories about this from prior seasons. We've seen everybody's social media coming out around it. Two people who listen to our show have won the final rose at two of these things in two different cities. So I'm curious to see it for myself. I'm curious to be immersed in a room full of people who are probably as fanatical about our beloved game as we are. Maybe a little less, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like these are other people who are like, fuck it. I'm buying a ticket to this weird fucking thing to see like random Los Angelinos competing for some kind of proxy victory of James Bonsall's heart. <laughs> he has to date the winner, right? Yeah, they have to get married. They're like contractually obligated yes. to date whoever wins. Yeah, they have to split all their personal possessions and all the money goes right down the middle line. So, What are you both going to wear? Oh, we're, I mean, first of all, we're wearing our brand new shirts with our brand new logo on it. And other than that, I mean, nothing really special on the bottom. Some like flared flower pants and like a kimono type thing. Mm. But if you see us, you'll see the new logo. So I hope you see us. I'm going to be wearing my Game of Roses new logo t-shirt, black jeans, black shoes, black socks, <laughs> and my cryogenic freezing medic alert tag and my <laughs> Nick Vial wig. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Yeah. All night long, I'm going to roll in the wig. I did not. I am so. Please don't lie. It's not a lie. It's a joke. It's a joke. Why can't you? I'm not going to wear that damn wig. You can't go hard in the paint for some things. You're not going to bring it. Bring it just in case you want it. No. I'm not going to be bringing the wig. Grace Ann put the wig on earlier and it was very funny. (laughs) Maybe I should wear it. Yeah, you wear the wig. (laughs) I'm not going to wear the wig, but I am curious to see. You're a fake fan. I'm a fake fan. Okay. Ooh, you call yourself a fan podcast. You're not even going to wear a wig to the Bachelor Live on stage. Maybe I'll take it with <laughs> me. And if he's there, which I think is a non-zero chance that the great one himself could chance. be present, then I will put it on, approach him, and demand that he do a vial off against me to see who is the better vial. You would win, though. Of course. So it wouldn't even be a fair fight. But I think if I appealed to his sense of competition... He would have no choice but to engage in this vial off with me. I agree. But I mean, it's just like, that's like bringing a knife to a gun, a gunfight, a knife well, to It's like a restaurant. Toothpick. It is like restaurant. It's like restaurant. <laughs> it's like restaurant because you're married to the idea. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what I'm really looking forward to about tonight, if I may. You may. Is seeing how this works. And how the show, the people who are there that are part of the actual crew, I'm talking about the producers, I'm talking about obviously the players, Becca Kufrin and stuff, whoever's hosting. I want to see how they engage with the fans that are there. What are the fans treated like? Is it kind of just like, herd us all into a room like cattle, give us your money, now get the fuck out of here? Or are they a little more amenable to the fourth audience? Do they accept that we are the reason any of this exists? I'm curious to see. 
And I also am curious to see, I've only looked at like pictures and maybe like a short video clip here and there from when it first started before the pandemic. But I am curious to see what all the different dancing and costumes are about because Sydney Lakatu, Latuoco. Latuoco is one of the dancers. And I'm like, okay, so there's like, uh, is there a musical number? Are they dancing to right reasons from Desiree's season? Maybe you know, they'll bust out Rachel, Rachel, Recky, yeah. Oh, what's there's a non-zero chance. No, there's a zero chance of that. But <laughs> Sydney Latuaco was a NBA dancer, right? Yes, she's a professional dancer, so that makes some sense. But uh, but what is it dance? Because usually in the pictures, it looks like it's some kind of group number. What does that have to do with the the bachelor? God, I I do this other podcast called Dudesy. Um, and Heard of it? In it we discuss this movie called The Running Man from the 80s. It's the Schwarzenegger movie set in a dystopian nightmare future of the year 2017, by the way, which was 30 years after when the movie was made. And in it, there is a reality show called The Running Man that takes convicted felons who are serving life sentences and it puts them through this gauntlet where people are trying to kill them. And if they can make it through the gauntlet, they win their freedom. Like Squid Games, kind of? Yeah, it, it is like a Squid Games, but it's a Schwarzenegger movie with one-liners and shit. And there's also a component of that movie that is the companies that make reality television specifically are making it to placate the masses so there are not uprisings against an authoritarian government that controls the United States. It is eerily <laughs> accurate. Nonetheless, in that movie, that show has a big group of dancers who like dance around. It's really? like running man, running man. Yeah. And so maybe this is the bachelor is like dipping its toe into this dystopian version of that movie. I don't know. I just had a thought and I think this is important and I feel like Lizzie could weigh in. So Please. you talk about all these Schwarzenegger movies, you and Will on Dudesy, your other podcast. And anytime you reference one of those movies or anything, you know, that me and Pace Case wouldn't have been around to consume. You're around now. You can consume it now. These things didn't disappear. No, but we can't consume it during the time when when it had the impact it had on you. And No, no one can. And if you can't consume severance, then I ain't going to consume any of the other <gasps> shit. I can consume Ooh, severance. I refuse to. Okay, anyways, let me just get back to my point. Why Please. do you never mention Kindergarten Cop? I've seen that one. Yeah, it's a great Schwarzenegger movie. How, you've you seen that one, right, Lizzie? No. It's not a tumor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Anyways, I was just saying, okay. Sydney Lotuaco dancing might be a version of if they have like a Bachelor Live on stage dancers come out to kind of open the show and do a little dance number. Maybe she's the lead dancer or something. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could see that. Yeah. But I, as I said, I'm very curious. I've been to the venue where this is happening. It's at the Ace Hotel downtown. I've been there for a couple other things. I saw Tron there um, shit, years ago at this point, probably five or six years ago, definitely pre-pandemic. And it was very cool. The, if you've ever seen Tron, the original Disney movie with uh, Jeff Bridges, it's about a guy named Flynn who owns an arcade. And they turn the entire lobby of the Ace Hotel into that arcade. And that so you're just like, cool. oh, fuck, this is cool. And then you go into the theater and they played the movie. So I'm curious to see if the Ace Hotel is doing anything big for this, what the lobby will be like, what, oh, just everything. Yeah. I, I really want to see what the set design is like and everything. Lizzie, have you been to the Ace Hotel? I don't think so. Does it have a pool on the roof? No idea. 
Hmm. <laughs> I think my friend worked at the one in WeHo and they had a pool on the roof. Okay. <laughs> I watched a TikTok of someone who had been to it and it sounded very involved. The I couldn't believe how involved it was and Becca Kufrin's like stepping in and like she's kind of got a bigger role it, of like guiding the dates. Interesting. Um, I just, I was surprised. I thought it was just going to be, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I didn't think they were going to put that much work into it. So very curious for y'all's take. I'm so sad I'm not going. It's it's very sad. I'm going to have to just wear my shirt by myself in my sad six den. No. <laughs> you can make little puppets and a small stage of your own. Be twisting them around all night. Bachelor Live. COVID edition. It's just me making up what I think could be cool to happen. <laughs> Might as well. What else you got to do? But we will be back Tuesday with a full recap of this entire experience. So all these questions that we have now will be answered through our experience. And we're going to break it all down for you. So we hope you'll join us for that. But ultimately, I'm um, pretty excited about this. I have to say, I'm more excited about this than I have been about a bachelor event in a while i feel similarly to like when um i don't know if you remember this pace case that one morning you came over to my home at 6 a.m so that we could watch the live announcement of the next bachelorette on good morning america and it was claire crawley of at that time. course i remember it's the earliest i've ever woken up <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was very excited for that and i feel a similar kind of you know Interior tingling starting to build. Ooh, I love when Clues gets interior tingles. Me too. <laughs> Lizzie's I face. Don't. <laughs> you don't like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you're making me feel weird for getting excited that Clues has interior tingles. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of China pot thing. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what? Fanny flutters or something. <laughs> what is it? My I vagina dance. I don't have a yeah. china pot. You don't? No. <laughs> I thought this was common knowledge. Oh my God. <laughs> I think it's a great time for our next segment. I agree. Please. So <laughs> let's just wrap this up. We're going to the Bachelor <laughs> Live on stage tonight. I won't talk about my interior it's tingles. China Do you think Dr. Lloyd Palmer will be there? <gasps> yes. No way. He doesn't Can't live here, does he? Just dream. Where does he live? Oh, he lives in Miami, right? Yeah. There's no way. You might. This is see the last stop, though. When they're gonna bring out an LA person, right? I think multiple, maybe. Yeah. This is kind of what I'm hoping for. You know, whenever like a big musical artist comes to LA and does a show, especially if you're into like hip hop, all the LA rappers that they know will come out to be at that show. Yes. And you're just like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. This person's out. Oh my God, this person's here. Oh my God, this person's here. I think they might try to do something like that. And if you're looking at the LA icons, yeah. who we've got to draw from, obviously it's the great one. You've also got Hannah Brown. Mm. You've got, is Tyler Cameron out here now? No, he's still oh. in, I mean, I think he's still in, I Florida. think he's a bi-coastal a little bit. But I mean, just those two alone as possibilities, Hannah Brown and the great one, I think we're seeing one of them for sure. Maybe both. 
I mean, look at Dallas, what they did. They had Sierra Jackson. They had Courtney Mixon. Obviously, Ivan Hall, he was the bachelor there, I believe. But it was just a, a, a hangout of the Dallas source. Anna Brown doesn't get out of bed for 10 grand. That's true. We are very excited about going to see this tonight. We're excited about bringing you coverage of it next Tuesday. Also, we have a Digging Deeper coming out Monday that you're not going to want to miss because Matt James in it drops a fucking nuclear bomb on Bachelor Nation, and we cover that. But at any rate, we are very happy to be going to this tonight. And Pace Case, rest assured, you will be at the next one next year unless there is another global pandemic or another strain of this global pandemic that you catch at next year's Coachella. If there's another global pandemic, I will self-isolate the whole year to make sure I'm at Bachelor Live. <laughs> okay. And that is a... That's I hardcore. Feel, that's beautiful. That's that is a real how fan. how much of a fan I am. Okay, fantastic. Well, there you have it. Pace Case has here admitted that she will never leave her home because this global pandemic is still going to be going on for the next year. And so you have to self-isolate until the next Bachelor Live on stage. But now, let's move on to that next segment of our program. This is... What are you watching? What are you watching? So we did this last week as a new segment. We premiered it. People seemed to enjoy it. I got a bunch of DMs chastising me for not watching certain shows. And yeah. Some DMs suggesting new Were anime they all to from watch. Grayson? Yeah. It was her and like her 400 burner accounts just <laughs> lighting me up. Don't out me, Pace Case. My 400 burner accounts. I'm trying to keep it on the DL. But we thought we would revisit it because we are still watching other things. So, Pace Case, in the long, dark Bachelor off season, what are you watching? Well, first of all, I finished Severance season one. <laughs> Can we please talk? I mean, spoiler alert. Absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent. There's no, we're not doing spoilers in this okay. segment or this podcast, really. You but could spoil me if you want. I'm I, never going to watch it. No, because I want the audience to watch it because it's a great show. Okay. Yeah. How would you describe Severance, Grace Ann, with no spoilers? It is a. I mean, it really is like the work-life balance in, I mean, it's just so hard to explain because it's something that I've never even thought about before. And it's so creative and it's this dystopian mystery and it's a very, very slow build. Um, I feel like pretty much all the action happens in the very last episode, but the build is so good and man- And that the the final episode was brilliant. And I'm just like, when is season two? I, I need it now. Like, I just, I am, it's probably on the level that Breaking Bad is for me. And Breaking Bad is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. That's hmm. how good it is. Wow. Well, and the basic premise is these people work in an office that deals with like dreams or reality in some way. We don't know. That's okay. the thing. Anyway, I also finished the early Real Housewives of Miami episodes, which ended in double weddings. And I think only a few characters from it will be returning. So I'm excited to see to do that time jump mm-hmm. and see who who made the cut. I also started winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Have either of you watched that? Oh yeah. 
No. I've seen the trailers. Yeah, same. I'm really enjoying it. I don't know anything about basketball, but I'm learning a lot from it. And I guess like there's a little bit of controversy with how some of the figures are portrayed. It's basically about when Magic Johnson joined the Lakers, like the beginning of his professional basketball career. And I guess <laughs> there's this guy, Jerry West, who up until now, he seems to be the coach who's quitting. But I have a feeling he might be figuring in more prominently. But his legal team has now alleged that winning time falsely and cruelly portrays Mr. West as an out-of-control, intoxicated rageaholic, oh and that my. his characterization in the series bears no resemblance to the real man, which I think is like an interesting thing, because they really do make him look like a lunatic. Hmm. Um, Dang. And I think it's like, it's loosely based on real events, and HBO has been like, it's not a documentary. But they're using his name. Yeah. And, and he was the coach the lakers and stuff that's interesting i wonder if he can win that like get the whole show shut down or win a defamation lawsuit or something yeah i don't know he also to me looks like a good he would be good for playing tucker carlson i feel like they kind of look similar Hmm. tucker carlson the movie coming soon by whatever that actor's name is and my last piece is that i watched all of this season of selling sunset immediately when it dropped basically Fantastic. The concept of the show is basically if a bunch of real estate agents dressed like all of the people from the rich district of Hunger Games and then pretend to do real estate. What do you mean? They don't actually sell houses? It's so good. I don't think they're actually like doing real estate. (laughs) And there's all these memes going around of various characters from it who are like pretending to work, but they're not working. Like one of Jason where he's... He's like one of the bosses. It's these two little bald dudes. And he's like, I'm on a call with a client. And then you see this shot. And it's he's just talking to the camera on his phone and pretends to be having this whole conversation. With Interesting. I might have to check that out. I like shit like that yeah. where the, the propped up reality of whatever world the reality TV show is around just fucking is so transparent. It's like The Bachelor. Oh, it's it's amazing. It is very much like The Bachelor in that way and like Housewives as well. Interesting. But I All love right. that type of content. Anyway, that's that's what I've been ingesting. Nice. Dark Seeker, what are you watching? What am I watching? So um, I just finished We Crashed on Apple TV, and that is the story of WeWork which is super interesting. It stars Jared Leto Mm. and Anne Hathaway. And man, it is so good. Just that whole story about Adam Newman and how, I mean, he is really the definition of fake it until you make it. He just had this inspirational personality and everybody was drawn to him. And that's how he managed to basically raise all of this money. And it's just a really good... uh, series. I'm also watching The Russian Doll on Netflix, which I actually saw parts of them uh, because so much of the second season takes place at the Astor Place subway station in New York City. Um, At the time, I was working with Chopped, and I would go to the Astor Place Chopped and do like photos and stuff like that. And um, I saw Natasha, what is it? Natasha Leone? Natasha? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I saw her a bunch of times in the filming crew there, filming at the Astor Place subway station. So that was really cool to finally see some of the scenes come to life. And the last one is my personal favorite. It's called The Girl from Plainville. And it is based on the real life uh, texting suicide case uh, with Michelle Carter. And let me just say, I really am passionate about this, and I think it's important if anybody is watching this show or knows about this case, um, you probably, you know, like the rest of the public, hate Michelle Carter. Um, I would, first of all, watch the HBO documentary, um, I Hate You, Now Die. It's a two-part documentary. It's fascinating, and it lays out the facts of the case in it you're literally going to change your mind on almost everything because the media, when it first happened, took it and just, I mean, the the things they would say about Michelle, not even knowing the full story, it's insane. And I would say Elle Fanning is doing a, I think she's going to win all of the awards. She's brilliant in The Girl from Plainview. I, uh, Plainville, sorry. Um and she she looks exactly like Michelle Carter throughout the years. And they do a good job of portraying like what actually happened, unlike the media at the time, who was just like, yeah, she killed her boyfriend. She she encouraged him. It's like I, because of this series, downloaded all of the text messages that they sent from June 24th, 2014 to the day that Conrad died. And let me just say, you do not know the half of it if you are, you know, just hating on Michelle. Mm. Like, they were both extremely troubled. They were both extremely young. And it just is, there's so many different components about Big Pharma and the medication they were on. It's just so fascinating. So before you watch the show, if you want to watch it, watch the HBO documentary and get the real story. Yeah, that's what I'm watching. Nice. For you to download that ancillary material, it's like uh, you're watching Big Brother and you also watch the live feeds. That yes, vibe. it's it's intense. When I was uh, when I downloaded it and I started reading, I even put my blue blocking glasses on so that I could really focus and not like those help with me sometimes with focusing. And I was just reading it and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, is this isn't, I'm not going <laughs> to do anything with this knowledge, but yeah, dedicated. It's pretty good. What I am watching at this point in my lifetime is very little. I'm in a phase of pure output at this point, And I feel like taking any information in is only detrimental and a waste of time. However, <laughs> at night, I do need to shut my brain off and try to sleep. So there's a mixture of drugs involved. And there's a mixture of media. Right now, the things that are helping me fall asleep are the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Oh, yeah. Watching a lot of that. That's helping you fall asleep. It puts me in such a good fucking mood because Johnny Depp is like laughing at all of it through the whole thing. And it's so fucking crazy. She shit in this man's bed on purpose. I mean, who hasn't done that? They get in this big fight. Yeah, I mean, I think most people, most people have not dropped a turd in their own marriage bed. Maybe you haven't. But watching Johnny Depp have to go through this trial. Type of story I would want to listen to before bed. Hey, different strokes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I find it fucking hilarious. And the way that he's reacting to it all, he has like the jury wrapped around his finger. He's openly mocking Amber Heard's attorney successfully because her entire team is inept as shit. Oh, they're so, oh, they're horrible. And it, it almost makes me infuriated. They're so all over the place. Like the the lawyers are like, okay, can you pull up exhibit A, line 12? Oh, just kidding. We don't even have the exhibit here. Um, we'll have to do that another day. And then it's like 30 minutes of silence and rustling papers. And then they'll finally get to one question. It's like, who are these attorneys? Yes, they're very bad. And Johnny Depp's reactions to it are very funny. And just the entire situation, I mean, not that any kind of abuse is ever funny, but like shitting in someone's bed, that's fucking funny. And watching Johnny Depp have to recount the story of how he learned that she laid a giant turd on his side of the bed is, I don't even know how to describe it. We're at like weird peak reality TV, celebrity gossip scandal shit with this trial, in my opinion. So I love it. And I will be very sad when it ends. Because all of the shit on YouTube about it is just fucking, oh, God. It's like The Bachelor times a million. It's so salacious. So fucking insane. It is. It's unbelievable. And then I'm like, is Johnny Depp going to be the next president? Maybe. I I feel like he could be because of this if he wanted to. I mean, it is very good. Uh, And don't worry. It is uh, the trial. It's a six-week trial, but it could go even longer than six weeks. And this, this is... Currently, when we're talking, this is the end of the third week of trial. So you still have at least three more weeks of entertainment. Which is insane to me because this is a defamation. I'm glad you'll still have some more sleep stories. (laughs) (laughs) Headspace should add this to their library. I mean, the weird part about it is it's a defamation suit. Depp is basically claiming that when she came out and claimed that he was physically abusive to her, he started losing jobs. And they put his agent on the stand and the agent was like, yeah, I had multiple conversations with people at different studios that said we cannot hire him because of what she said. That's the end of the case. But in my opinion, let's let's I do want to lay out some facts here though. He did lose the suit in London and also what Amber Heard's defense is going and again, I'm not taking sides. I'm just I want to present the facts. I'm a really big fan of Emily D Baker on YouTube. I watch her live stream of it when I can. And they're basically going to argue that he had a severe drug problem. And that is one of the reasons it got to a point where, like, he was showing up late and he was, you know, belligerent. And sometimes he would be detoxing and, uh, like, the behavior was very erratic. And that's why he lost jobs. So. Sure. I'm not. Look, I have no idea. And I got no horse in the race. I'm just watching this, like, wide eyed with my mouth open every fucking day because it's so insane. So, along with that, I'm also watching, or I have at least concluded the first two seasons of The Rise of the Shield Hero, one of my favorite recent animes. And it got to a point, basically the premise of this anime is a dude gets sucked into this video game world, this fantasy video game world, where he is the shield hero. One of four heroes whose job it is is to save this fantasy world from these things called waves, which are like these portals open up and a bunch of monsters come out and they have to fight them off. And so he's in there treating it like a video game, but he's now partied with some of these characters that live in this world. Partied? Added them to his party. So they like adventure together. Oh, They kind of help support him in these fights. I was thinking rave, like Coachella. Is that a video game term? Yes. Party? Yeah. Hmm. So at the end of this, 
it became very interesting to me because it presented a question or presented a, an attitude, I suppose, that I started to apply to myself. At the end of season two, the people that are in his party who are video game characters uh, start to cry. One of them it does, at any rate, who's fallen in love with him at the thought of him leaving this game, leaving this world after he completes his duty, which is what he's been saying all along. Like, once we finish the final wave, I'm going back to my world and that'll be that. And uh, these characters are like sad about it. And so he basically says, no, I got to fucking stay here until these characters are happy. I have to make sure that they have a life and a world for themselves before I leave. And I started to think to myself, like, have I ever had that type of feeling in a video game about an NPC? The answer is no, but I definitely have nostalgia for World of Warcraft, for places in that game, things I did in that game, events that occurred in that game. None of them are real, obviously. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is flying by. We're almost halfway through it. Now, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of this year. A lot of them related to gore. We've had some great interviews. We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year. And when life is moving fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. 
Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they are both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. But I kind of get it. And I feel like a lot of anime right now has similar kind of premises. People go into a video game world that is more real than our own world. And I think there's a big sentiment like that right now in humanity, obviously, with the metaverse coming and all the other shit that that we've got going on technologically. But I'm curious to see if in my lifetime, that kind of that feeling of like, as I said, I have active and very real memories of being in a world that doesn't exist in World of Warcraft. And I think that's only going to become more and more acute. And that's why I really like this show, because it kind of deals with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Christine is so funny on Selling Sunset. <laughs> she is my favorite character, for sure. There's, she's the villain. There's no reunion. Why did they even have a reunion if she's not going to be there? Why didn't they reschedule it? It's like, really, guys? I don't know. I I wonder. I'm like, is she gonna get her own spinoff show? What's happening here? She's like, uh, you guys need me. And isn't she contractually obligated to be at the reunion? I know she has COVID, but she could have zoomed in. Who knows? I mean, it's hard to do work even on Zoom when you have COVID. Let me just say, as a <laughs> sufferer, yeah, we deserve awards. Chris, well, not Christine, but me. <laughs> Lizzie deserves awards. Well, no matter what you're watching, be it The Real Housewives, be it Russian Doll, be it anime, we are going to move on now to the next segment of our program. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation news, Grim Grim is preg preg. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. The ring winner of the greatest season of all time, season 21, the great one, okay, is with child. Guess who wrote this one? This is her first child with her significant other, Joshua Wolf. Grim Grim, this is Vanessa Grimaldi. You are confused. Uh, Grim Grim broke the baby news on Instagram in a three-post series to her main grid with her baby bump on full display. 
The post was captioned, sorry I've been MIA. I've been busy creating Ooh. baby wolves, tiny little fingers and toes. Quick to capitalize on a parasocial opportunity, stars from within the nation flooded the post with comments. Rachel Lindsay, Rachel Kirkconnell, Ashley Ayakinetti, Carly Waddell, and even the great one himself all offered well wishes and congratulations to the all-star from the North. Grim, Grim, and Wolf were engaged in August of 2020 and got married exactly one year later. Congrats to Grim, Grim, and the whole Grim, Grim family. <laughs> Please just giggling. <laughs> uh, Grim, Grim to me is just fucking hilarious. But that, of course, is Vanessa Grimaldi. As Pace Case said, she was the ring winner of season 21. Congratulations, sir. Have a great family. And we can't wait to see what happens Have to Grim, Grim's family. baby. Have a great family. <laughs> And if you can find uh, the baby's Instagram account before clues, let us know. I don't know if Baby Grim Grim got an Instagram account. Are you following Baby Wolf? I want Baby to follow Baby Wolf. Oh, I was looking up Baby Grim Grim and couldn't find it. <laughs> Next up in Bachelor Nation news, we have two company players making waves. The hosts of Company Podcast Talking It Out, Brian Abasolo and Mike Johnson, recently rendered their opinions about the archaic tradition of women being forced to take men's last names upon marriage. Abasolo said, As the man, I expect the woman to take my last name. And he explained the origin of his views as being linked to his Latin heritage. Abbasolo benevolently admitted he was okay with his wife, the 13th bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay, hyphenating her last name. But he made sure to explain that it would, in quotes, insult him if she wouldn't amend her identity to at least include some part of his name. The once beloved sixth place finisher from Bachelorette season 15, Mike Johnson, admitted he would be fine with the hyphenated name. But when Abbasolo pressed the topic into a more progressive question about his willingness to take his future wife's last name, Johnson shot back. Nah, that ain't happening. The least popular company podcast host went on to argue that there was no valid reason for a woman to insist on keeping her own last name after marriage, but failed to see the irony as they produced a laundry list of reasons to support their idea that it was crucially important for them to perpetuate their own family names. Is this any way surprising to you at all, or is this what we should expect from players in our beloved game? I don't... I'm, I'm surprised. I'm like... I don't know exactly what the makeup of their audience is. I would assume it would be somewhat female heavy considering yeah. that they're both from the Bachelor universe. So I'm surprised they touched this. I mean, yeah, I'm not that surprised at the attitudes, but. But I mean, being married to Rachel Lindsay, like she's such a powerful force. You know, she's she's an inspiration to women. And I don't Who? know. Married to who? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Rachel Lindsay Abasolo. My God. Thank you. Jesus. Did we learn nothing from this? Please, please. Uh, this is astounding to me. I cannot believe that these are their actual opinions. And I mean, whatever, to each their own and all that shit. But this just seems so fucking antiquated to me. Like, who gives a shit about last names? apparently Brian. I know. And for what? To like carry on some weird 
family lineage. But I mean, even that is like obviously a patriarchal kind of thing. Yeah. It's always traditionally the guy's last name is what you know gets passed down. It's so strange to me that they are this caught up in that and care this much about it. And even Mike was like, he seemed to be like chill. And yeah, of course, the last comment comment saying like this won't be happening like it wasn't as hard as brian brian was really like no like like well no mike johnson's saying when he gets asked would you change your last name to your wife's name and he's like nah that ain't happening yeah that's true that's a flat refusal of that even as a fucking concept that the only way name changes can happen for him is woman changing name to man's last name that's okay but the other way is not even something he will consider I, if I was Rachel Lindsay, I mean, sorry, Rachel Lindsay Baslow, I would say, I'll change my last name to your last name as soon as you beat me in Instagram followers. Ooh, I love. That's a great. That's a that's a great idea. I just I don't know. I, I found this an astonishing piece of news in this news cycle. It was extremely surprising to me. I just really didn't think mm. anyone would give a shit about this. Still, I'm surprised that you're surprised because I feel like this is. It's like a sticking, it's a sticking part of the patriarchy. It's really holding on the idea. Totally. But I thought like take their husband's names. I thought within the bachelor world that this is one of the things I know there's obviously patriarchal shit. And we talk about this all the time and very traditional stuff where, you know, gender roles are concerned and all, all of the shit that we talk about constantly in terms of being complicit, watching the show and knowing these things are in it. That said, it also does at least promote the idea of women having agency and women not necessarily needing Ben, especially like in The Bachelorette, which is what both Mike Johnson and Brian Abaslow came from. Neither of them were bachelors. Right. They were both players on those sh- on Bachelorette shows, Bachelorette seasons. And so it's strange to me, I guess, that uh, they have this attitude. I don't know, but whatever. And also, they just do. the company men in general, I feel like they don't even touch topics like this the the most they go into depth mm-hmm. about is like li- literally like it depends on who you wind up being that's as close as they'll touch any big issue i guess you could say like they don't talk about politics you don't hear you know natasha parker or any of these people talking about their favorite policies or anything like that so that was also very weird cuz they're like why even Again, why even touch that? It was just like your company man podcast. Yeah. Get what do line. you think uh, GSJ would have to say about this? Well, <clears throat> listen, <laughs> I got a sauce. I have my last name attached to it. It's Sundays with Joe. I know that's not technically my last name, but it's Sundays with Joe. And I want to be able to pass that down to my kids and my kids, kids and my kids, kids, kids. <laughs> And I just feel like, you know, I love Serena. I love that she's a woman and she has agency and all that. But I feel like I, I she needs to take my last name if she wants the Sauce Dynasty to continue. Okay? Serena, now that we're married, your new name is Serena Grocery Store. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. That's your that's a nickname. That's not even your real last name. I know, but that's what I choose. So that's what you gotta do. Well, can you can I at least hyphenate? Nah. It's just Serena Grocery Store. It's all one word too. You got one name, Serena Grocery Store. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Moving on mm. to our next piece of Bachelor Nation news. The fourth place finisher of Bachelor Season 24 is in the news this week. The one-time resident of Arlington, Iowa, Victoria Fuller, stopped by Clickbait this week to let GSJ and his disgruntled females know that she is indeed open to getting sand twixt those toes. The hometown destroyer said, I think paradise is a great place to meet somebody. It does move fast, and that part scares me a little bit. I usually like to take my time with things, but I'm open to that. I hope that someone would want to pursue me and put all their energy into our relationship if they liked me. Can I just add a little fact into the the marriage conversation? Okay. Apparently, this is a article from 2020. 70% of women adopt their husband's family name when they get married in heterosexual couples. Wow. And British women, the figure is almost 90%. What? According to a 2016 survey. It's very interesting. Pretty high. Sorry about that. The season 24 Cosmopolitan photo shoot challenge winner cited her love of all the successful couples from Paradise, like GSJ and Serena, as one of the main influences for her decision to consider a run on sand. Fuller continued to sling the sauce by saying that if she were to go to paradise, she would be there to find love and a serious relationship. I'm not somebody who is just going to hang around. If I do go and there was somebody, I'd be into it. And if not, I'd check myself out. I'm not sure. By the way, I'm not sure you can do that. Anyways, I'm not uh, going there just to get Instagram followers. I'm too old for that shit. And I just really want to meet somebody, Fuller explained. As we know, Clickbait and the company podcasts are used primarily by Warner Brothers to forward lucrative narratives within the nation. It seems very likely to me that Fuller has already accepted the invitation to Sand, and this appearance was meant to be a teaser for the fourth audience to tantalize us with the idea that it's still just something she's thinking about. If that's the case, Fuller herself has become a company player, at least in this instance, directly lying to the fourth audience in her attempt to conceal the fact that she is already packed and ready to head to Mexico. That's what I believe 100%. At this point, I'll just say I'm certain almost all, if not all, Paradise invitations have gone out, been accepted. The cast list, the roster for Paradise is like pretty much locked at this point. And so she's going on these podcasts being like, I'd be open to go to Paradise. She's going. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't do this last round. Correct. She's promoting this idea that it's like, I don't know if I'm going to go or not. So that's a direct lie. And that is what these podcasts now do. They spin up these lies, these little teaser kind of things for us to promote whatever the idea is. And this one is, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if Victoria Fuller was in paradise? And the the I'm not going on there for Instagram followers. Why even say that? Like You it, have to. That's 4TRR, 4TWR. I but it, I mean, dear Lord, it just that that line is just so like, oh, OK, cool. You're too old for that shit. Then just go out and date like a normal person. Delete your Instagram like you always say. Right. Too old for Instagram. Delete it then. But that is all the news that's fit to print this week. We're going to move on now to the next portion of our program where we discuss all the plays that our favorite players make off the field and on their telephones. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Our most recent crown, Clayton Eckert, posted about his mental health from going on The Bachelor, as well as his regrets over his own actions on Instagram this week. In 
the image on the post, we see Clayton's back as he looks out a window. The caption starts, Suze took this picture of me one day before after the final rose. In this moment, I was at rock bottom. I knew what was coming and realized my reality was much further from what I had ever expected. As I looked out the window, I questioned who I was. What had I become? Where did everything go wrong? Why me? And it continues on. This post has 29.8K likes and 600 comments. What had I become? The ultimate Viking. Something you should be proud of, Clayton. Good job, Clayton. Ashley Hebert revealed her new boyfriend, Yanni Georgulakis. <laughs> I'm not doing that right. <laughs> via Instagram stories in which Georgulakis plays with her and G JP Rosenbaum's two kids. And next in parasocial plays, Rachel Lindsay, Casey Dillon, Tabletop Rick, Erica Rose, Justin Glaze, Thomas Jacobs, Anna Redman, Danny Padilla, and even more Bachelor players lip synced to Britney Spears's work bitch uh, for Justin Adams, aka Justin Takes the Batch's birthday. The video has over 15,000 views and 943 likes. Happy birthday, Justin Takes the Batch. Do you think his partner has to change their last name to Takes the Batch? <laughs> Probably. To, <laughs> they have to hyphenate it. Yeah. <laughs> Those were all excellent plays. However, there can only be one winner. Our winner for Parasocial Play of the Week goes to the originator of the Susie Evans Chamber, Susie Evans. <laughs> she did her first ever solo pizza review with the Ultimate Viking by her side. In their joint post, the caption read, we are scrambling to find a late night dinner option and walked into this restaurant. They told us, unfortunately, we're only serving from our late night menu and it's just pizza. It goes without saying, but what a turnaround of emotions after hearing the words, unfortunately, praise hands emoji. This review has 60,000 likes. Good job, Susie. A fantastic parasocial play. Love to see any kind of pizza related content coming out of this couple. And this did not disappoint. And now let's discuss some of those non-humans who are getting in the parasocial game. These are the creatures. Dark Lord Palmer and his wife posed with their pup Lulu this week in a great pose. <laughs> the great one himself saved some bees. Good try. But the winner of the parasocial creature of the week <laughs> this week goes to an unnamed ground squirrel sitting outside the window of one Katie Thurston. As John Hersey's pup, Dexter, can be heard whining in the background of this video that Thurston took of this beautiful squirrel sitting on a little rock, surveying the land around it. You got to know if you're putting out squirrel parasocial content, you're going to win. The parasocial creature of the week. <laughs> That's just how it goes here at Gore. My apologies, as Darkseeker has uh, so expertly reported my entire home covered in squirrels. So anytime I see one, I love it. But thank you, everyone, for submitting all these parasocial plays and letting us analyze them this week, all of the players in our beloved game. And now it's time to move on to that next segment of our program, in which we descend far into the bottom of the pit and issue fourth hour screams. This is... Screams from the pit. My scream this week is that I have COVID. <laughs> it's been a rough week, but I wanted to thank you 
send a thank you to my, my a screaming thank you to the pit for sending me a lot of well wishes this week and helping me feel supported during my plague and <laughs> it's just it's really it's beautiful I'm, I'm trying to get back up to speed and 100% on gore and um I'm sorry to disappoint everyone that I'm not going to the live show, especially Grace Ann. Um, <laughs> but as I said, I will isolate ne- the entirety of next year in order to make it. I just want you to be healthy. <laughs> I, and I know there will be plenty of opportunities uh, in in the in the coming future for us all to be together. But I, we, everybody at Gore, everybody in the pit wants you healthy first and foremost. I think, though, it would be a nice gesture if you legally changed your name to Lizzie Grocery Store. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good <laughs> consolation prize. Yeah. You cannot say this to me when I... <laughs> You'll do it? Why? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows okay. what I'll do <laughs> who knows what I've even said on this podcast ah! uh, my scream today is that there have been various times throughout our uh, tenure here at Gore where I thought this is it this is the pinnacle of my fandom this is the most immersed in it I will ever be this is the deepest in the pit I will ever go and yet mm-hmm. Time and time again, a new moment arises that proves to me, no, this is actually the deepest you will ever go in the pit. This is actually (laughs) the strongest the fandom will ever be. And today is that day. As I sit here wearing a t-shirt with our brand new Game of Roses logo on it, this is now the third iteration of logos that we have done in service of a podcast that we do in service of a (laughs) fandom for The Bachelor. I'm sitting here in the t-shirt. I'm sitting directly across from the dark seeker, Grace Ann Parks, the first employee of Game of Roses, also someone who took it upon herself, a scream in and of itself, to find us the dark seasons. That's how we even came to know her. Wow, yeah. Which is a a bizarre task that can only be born of the dark magic at the deepest, darkest depths of the pit. And (laughs) we are going to Bachelor Live on stage tonight. (laughs) This entire day is steeped in a strong fandom of our beloved game in a way that I've never truly experienced. Even when we were hyper-binging, that was at least in service of a singular goal. We needed to get that data to write the book. This is something wholly different. We need this data too. For sure. And we'll have the data. Don't, Don't worry about that, rest assured. But I'm just saying today for me, I've never felt more like my entire life is being swallowed up by The Bachelor than I do right now as I sit here in this t-shirt across from Dark Seeker <laughs> preparing to go to a Bachelor Live on stage. In it's our, very strange. You didn't you feel know? that when we were getting escorted by security guards at the Grove with Sweet Gnomes and Jet and Jack? <laughs> no, because that was also like, there was another component of that that was like, we also put out a book and that was kind of of our own doing. Like we put that event together shittily, obviously we didn't take all the necessary <laughs> steps that we should have. That's on us. Yeah. But you know, that, that definitely had elements. that's like, wow, our fandom of the show has taken us to this point where sweet Nums and Jet and Jack are like following us around as we're getting kicked out of the grove by fucking security <laughs> guards. Yes. That's a crazy moment. But like today I woke up and I was like, we have to record this podcast Dark Seekers coming over. We have these new t-shirts. We have to give Lizzie's ticket to someone else who is someone from within the nation. We mm-hmm. are then going to a Bachelor Live event, which still haven't done. And I don't know when that even fucking ends. 
this entire day, like from eyes opening to eyes closing, is going to be just drenched in our beloved game. And it's all because of the fandom that you and I had, Pace Case, two plus whatever years ago. Our beloved recipe. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yes. That has put me in this position. Like, you know, two and a half years ago, prior to us starting this podcast, you tell me that like, hey, dude, in two and a half years, this is what your a day of your life is going to be. I would have said, no, you're fucking absolutely insane. Leave me alone. Never talk to me again. Leave me alone. Yeah. I would have excommunicated myself from my own life. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have predicted it either. I was doing a completely different job. As was I. Now, you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now head to toe dressed in Quince. I got their shirts. I got their pants. I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever. Unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. <laughs> I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash roses. We're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer. It's a great time of year. It's a time for renewal. For me, that means reconnecting with friends and family I haven't seen for a while. And when I do, I want to make sure I have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with. That's why First Leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well, if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences on those questions you answered. These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, Every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out. 
I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine, and I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. Head over to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand-curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash roses. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm still doing those jobs, but, you know, uh, this is a a job that has taken up a significant portion of my creative efforts, certainly of just like my general labor throughout the day. And I love it. I fucking love it. I love it, too. I'm grateful to be on this journey with both of you. Oh, my gosh. Is that kind of like an LL.5, like half an LL.5? I love you both to the moon and back. Above and beyond whatever Popeye said about LL5? LL5. Oh my, how do you, wow, I just got an LL5 from I've never had an LL5, I don't think, in my whole life. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. It's the fever. It's it's (laughs) taking me to new heights. That's that's what we're learning now. The only way you can actually do an LL5 is if you're fucking delirious (laughs) with a global pandemic (laughs) pumping through your veins. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a fun job and we love it. Yes, we do. My scream this week uh, happened when I was flying from the New York influence to uh, the Los Angeles icons, or just, I guess I have to say Los Angeles. It's icon nation. Sorry. When I was (laughs) flying from the influence to the icon nation. Um, Basically, when I was boarding, I had a connection in Dallas, the source, And as we were boarding the plane to LAX, um, you know, everybody has their bags and there's a long line. Everybody's, you know, waiting to get in their seat. The couple behind me, I don't even know how the conversation started, but they started talking to the flight attendant who was, you know, saying hi to everybody as they entered the plane. And the flight attendant was like, oh, do you live in LA? Do you work? Like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, we're going for stagecoach. And I immediately, my ears perked up and I was like, I looked back and I was like, really? And she's like, yep, we're going to stagecoach. We're going to have so much fun. You know, they started going down this long story about how they've basically been to every stagecoach ever. They're like OGs kind of. And I said to them, I go, that's really cool. I would love to go to stagecoach one day. Are you going to see Bela Kai? I said that. I didn't say Blake Horseman. I didn't say DJ Blake. I said Bela Kai. And they looked at me like I had three heads. And I realized, oh, yeah, no, these people don't listen to Game of Roses. They're not probably in Bachelor Nation. But it looked like for a second that I knew everything that there is to know about Stagecoach, even though I didn't. But I was so eager to be like, oh, what? who are you guys going to see? Like I knew 
any of the names that they were going to throw out. So, yeah, I uh, exited the conversation quickly uh, after that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so um, inserted myself into a conversation with two people because of my fandom of this beloved game. That's great. I've done this several times myself. And I think there's no shame in it. If somebody doesn't know who Baylock High is, that's on them, not you. Now, we are going to move <laughs> on to a scream issued to us through patreon.com slash game of roses, where if you join us in the bottom of the pit, you're going to get access to our discord and you can also submit your screams. They have to be a minute or less and we will play them just like we're about to play one now from Ragerian. I don't know how to pronounce this <laughs> username. It looks like Ragerine, maybe, but we're going to play this now and we're going to analyze it. Here we go. This is a joint scream from the pit. I'm Megan. And I'm Adrian, and we design exhibits for museums. Ever since Clues started publicly collecting and coveting objects from the game, we've been imagining a museum exhibition about our beloved game. Not only would we want to include these objects as tangible representations of the game, we've also thought through the themes that would shape each gallery of the exhibition. The interactive exhibit elements would draw the visitor in and help them experience how to manipulate the four audiences as a player in the game or even step into the shoes of the Dark Lord himself. We would want to put this exhibit in a museum that cares for other iconic Americana, like the Smithsonian. Nick Vial's first impression rose from the 10th season of The Bachelorette would be a quintessential addition to their collection. Although we should be focusing on the exhibition projects of our own institutions, we can't help but spend all of our time envisioning and discussing the possibilities of the exhibition we have titled, Our Beloved Game, The History, Context, and Legacy of The Bachelor as a Reflection of American Society. This is an amazing scream. Megan and Adrian, thank you, museum designers. Pretty good scream. (laughs) I love that title. That's a fantastic title. For what they're calling an exhibition, I do find this scream a little insulting. Insulting. Uh, they want to put this exhibition in the Smithsonian. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, in quotes, exhibition isn't an exhibition. It is a museum unto itself. It is a freestanding building that houses nothing but bachelor paraphernalia, important items and objects throughout the history of our beloved game. They made a, a nice compliment, of course, on Nick Vile's first impression rose from Andy Dorfman season. <laughs> of course, that would be in there if you can get your hands on it. But I bet he's probably Good got that luck. under lock and key somewhere. I mean, <laughs> as much as he says, oh, I'm not really about a bachelor anymore. I bet every night he's going to his safe and he's pulling out that Fimp Rose and he's sniffing it a couple of times and putting it back in. Every night I think this is happening. At any rate. Clues. Have you been astral projecting into the valley again? <laughs> I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> I'm just saying I appreciate the effort of the scream, but for me, you got to kick it up one more notch and understand <laughs> that the importance of putting together a collection like this is that the collection is the thing. It's not an exhibition in the Smithsonian where they house rocks from the moon and the Gutenberg printing press, these stupid, frivolous, insignificant pieces of human history, it has to have its own building. It has to be like uh, Cooperstown, the Baseball Hall of Fame. The only reason you're going to this is to see Bachelor stuff, and the only stuff in it is Bachelor stuff, in my humble opinion. But I appreciate the effort, and I do appreciate the scream. Thank you very much for sending it. I don't 
also really like the format of this game. I like that it was kind of like a little play between two people. I really, one part of it stood out to me, which is step into the Dark Lord's shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> is this a part of the exhibit where <laughs> everyone can just put their feet into his shoes? Chris Harrison's tiny shoes? What if your feet don't <laughs> fit? I mean, tiny shoes. I don't think many people's feet would fit in those well, they shoes. Well, would, they would uh, scale them to size so that everybody could, uh, you know, put their feet into these. I think what that exhibit is, is it's like a pair of shoes. You step into it, but there's also like kind of a view thing. So your head goes into this deal that has two lenses on it, like a VR kind of projection. And when you step in, all you see is just a quick series of videos of women crying from the show. (laughs) And then it has like a soundtrack of dark laughter. Megan, Adrian, are you taking notes? Yeah. Or you get um, eye lasers once you put that on and (gasps) then you can laser out the women at the rose ceremony. Yeah. That's a yes. That's amazing. By the way, a little mini screen by me. One of my best friends was on a plane with the Dark Lord this week. <gasps> Saw him and LZ. They're on the move. Mm. Where are they going? Stagecoach? I don't actually remember. They're probably going to I guess it would be back to LA. I guess it I guess it would be in LA. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Do you think? Do you think they're going to be there tonight? Lizzie, you got to come now. Uh, Well, that was my first thought. And then I was like, they're not going to be at Bachelor Live. (laughs) If they're at Bachelor Live. What if he bought tickets for him (gasps) and Lauren Zima? The producers don't even know they're going to show up and they're just going to be there incognito. What if they're sitting right beside us? He's not going to be incognito. He what? From these pictures, he's not even wearing a baseball hat. At least Zima has a hat. He wants the... The public. Well, they'll get inco- incognito for tonight. They're probably doing it right now. They're putting on the makeup or uh, prosthetics now. Well, we'll find out. I don't think they're coming tonight, but we will find out. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week in Bachelor Nation. Thank you, everyone, for submitting your screams. Like I said, if you want to submit them, you go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. You sign up. You join us in the bottom of the pit. And then you go on the Discord and you send us your scream. And we'll play them just like we did this one and analyze them. But we are going to be coming back on Monday, as I said up top, with another Patreon-exclusive Digging Deeper episode in which we're going to analyze a bunch of clips, a bunch of really good ones from Bachelor OG with Trista Rain and Bachelor Season 4 Bachelor Bob Gin Gin Guinea. I'm getting into this Gin Gin Grim Grim. I can't help it. Grim Grim week. (laughs) But in that Digging Deeper, Matt James drops an absolute bombshell of some tea about his season that I cannot believe he said this on an actual recording. I can't believe he was allowed to do such a thing. I know. We analyzed that. So please join us on Monday for that. And then on Tuesday, we're going to have our breakdown of the entire experience of The Bachelor live on stage that we are about to see in just a few short hours. So (laughs) thanks, everybody, for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that Dwabat? It has been 7,340 days without an Asian Bachelor. Praise be... Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please. 
please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 